Hey there, John here. We are so glad you're listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. If you're new to the show, I hope you find something here you'll enjoy and that gives you a reason to come back. If you've been listening for a little while or a long while, as is the case with so many of you, I want to ask a favor. Would you consider introducing us to just one friend this week? There's really no better method of advertising than word of mouth. Pick a friend who shares your sense of humor or interests, even if they don't know what a podcast is, and tell them why our show has become a regular listening for you. And be bold. Help them get a podcast app on their phone and walk them through how to subscribe to the show. We love that you're here and would greatly appreciate your recommendation. Thanks for your time. Now, let's get on with the show. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hi, I'm Stu Baca, and I'm a Gen X grown-up, and I support Gen X grown-up on Patreon, and you should too at patreon.com slash Gen X grown-up. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to this episode 44 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo. Hey, everybody. In this episode, we're going to talk about Jordan Peele's revival of a Gen X television classic, a combination fidget toy puzzle cube, and yet another installment in a classic toy meets video game franchise. But before we get into that, we have some fourth listener email. But even before that... Oh, jeez. We're never going to get to the episode. before that, the dinosaurs came. And before that, there was one cell amoeba. I want to talk about a really exciting development in the world of the Gen X Grown Up podcast, uh, and that is that we just recently officially joined up and partnered with the Evergreen Podcast family. Yeah. Yes. Very Finally. Cool. Everything is official now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have been working with Evergreen for some time. We even did some ad swaps with them back, I don't know, months and months ago. Mm-hmm. What a great organization of a lot of really good podcasts. And even then they said, hey, maybe we'll bring you on board. And we've been working with them for a long time. And we have now, it's an exciting time to be a Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener due to, you know, kind of these developments. So Evergreen is is an aggregate. They're a group, a family. They have some of their own internally produced podcasts, but they also work with other creators like we are. And they actually brought on our show and George, your drawn and panel comic book show, also part of that family now. Well, it was kind of a package deal. They couldn't have was, me unless yeah. they brought Gen X Grown Up. And since oh. I was the more important piece, I said, let me throw my weight around a little bit. Like, okay, we'll take you if you take my little brother also. That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't play. I don't care. You want me to play? I, he's got to play He's too. like your parents. You cannot go to the movies unless you take your little brother. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you guys have listened to a 
couple of them actually that we had ad swaps with not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites, and Mo, I know you enjoy this one as well, Big Audacious Ideas. This is just a really fun podcast where they bring together the host with an expert in a certain field and they talk about extremely weighty thought topics is the yeah, only way I can really describe it. No, no, no. <laughs> like existence type of topics yeah. and stuff. And it's really engaging. I found I, I'm more of the fictional podcast guy. That's the kind of stuff that draws me in usually, but this was really engaging. I enjoyed it a lot. Recently. I mean, talk about the big ideas they have on that one. I mean, their stuff is like time. They had one on money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Consciousness. I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, like, exactly. Like, <laughs> not small That's topics. Deep. Another one that I've picked up on that I thought was really cool. It's a short podcast and it's actually like current news. It's called the Retro Tone News. I don't oh, know if you've seen this a couple one. of those. Yeah. That I, is I neat. did listen to a couple. Yeah. It sounds like an old 40s newsreel. You know, Mr. and Mrs. American, all there the ships are. that see flash. flash. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, but they're doing like current uh, news about what's happening in politics and in government or, or what's happening in tech or whatever, but it's from this like 40s newsreel kind of personality. It's a neat way to get your news. I enjoy that. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I listened to a couple of those actually because what I liked was that it gives you a lot of news in a really short period of time. Yeah, and it's easy to consume and it's fun. Because <laughs> it's like, you guys like talking fast and you're just getting through it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I know everything I need to know. Thank you. So in addition to us, they have a lot of other great shows over there. You should check them out over at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're now part of that family. Uh, but what does it mean for our listeners and for us? So first of all, for our listeners, hopefully this should be transparent for you, for our fourth listener. You still will find our show the same place you find it. It's going to come out with the same regular schedule every Thursday, just like it always does. But what it means for us is now we're part of a larger group. Hopefully that means more promotion. They work really hard to promote the shows that they're partnered with. And I've seen evidence of that already just in the mm-hmm. first couple of weeks we've been with them. And the other really cool thing is that with their partners, they help us to find advertisers. You know, we have had a few advertisers here and there, but now we have someone that's in our corner that's working for us. And that means that we'll be able to keep our show on the air longer and better because we're going to get a little bit of ad, ad revenue. Overall, it's just not only am I grateful to Evergreen, but I'm so grateful to the fourth listeners who have got us to the point that we're attractive enough to be picked up by an organization like Evergreen. And that's, yeah. uh, I'm honored and flattered. And it's it's largely because of our fourth listeners. Oh, yeah. And we promise we will not forget our fourth listeners when we're huge. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we may even have a fifth listener. I don't know. <laughs> so that is exciting stuff. But there's always another exciting part of the show that I like to talk about. And that is... Fourth listener email. No, it's not you, George. It isn't you. <laughs> still not you. Still not George after all this time. <laughs> George is a standard. We love talking to George, but another exciting part is fourth listener email. So we got a couple of emails. I mentioned last time that we're running behind. We had so much good feedback from our fourth listeners. I got a really long email from Chad, and I want to touch on just a few pieces of it um, because he really updates on a lot of different things we've talked about in recent shows, and I want to share with you guys. Uh, the first is, George, you had mentioned on a previous show, the I Am The Night series. And he said Uh he and his wife had picked up on that. He said it was great for him, too. Cool. He says he wishes it was eight to ten episodes instead of six, though. He wanted to hear more of that story. Well, and oddly (laughs) enough, that's how many podcast episodes they had was eight episodes. So, yeah, (laughs) that's right. Maybe there was a plan for there to be eight episodes and they had to wrap it up short because it was directed by the lady who directed Wonder Woman. And of course, uh, Chris Pine was also a co-producer on it. Maybe they had grander plans, but, you know, maybe it didn't work out timing wise. They had to pare it back down. But. 
but it was a really good series. No, the podcast was a cool addition. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, he said he also saw Captain Marvel twice its opening weekend, like most. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm not alone. Yeah, he thought Brie Larson was great in it also. He went on to say a tech update from him. Remember I talked about those Samsung Buds that I got uh, when I got my new phone? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the iPod killer things. AirPod thingamajigs, yeah, right? AirPods, yeah, he said yeah. he picked up some Raycon eardrum earbuds. He'd heard ads for them from uh, another podcast he listens to. He had a 20% <gasps> off coupon. And uh, he says that he loves, they actually stay in his ears with the Apple ear, ear pods, earbuds, AirPods, whatever they're called. They never did. Oh, I'm going to have to check those out. Yep. And the last thing he's updating, he said, uh, last time he wrote in, he said he was playing Tiny Bubbles and Slidey, <laughs> the, the phone apps. He said, Tiny Bubbles, I quit because I didn't have enough time in my day. Slidey, I quit because it was making me angry. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. playing Slidey until one of y'all beat my score. Then I'll pick it back up again. <laughs> you, you can have a wait because that's, uh, that's a commitment. Yeah. And I will tell you, in a follow-up, he had one more email, just a little nugget. I couldn't let this slide by. He also said that he went and saw the Pixies and Weezer co-headlining oh, a Jesus. tour. Nice. <laughs> Come on. They played the No Scrubs and it was great live. Chad, <laughs> what are you doing to me? Come on. Really? He had to throw George, that nugget in hater. there too? Come on. I don't think he even said that. I think John just made it up just to mess with me. No, it's totally there. It's totally there. If it, if it wasn't a matter of confidentiality, I'd put a photo of it in the show notes, but he absolutely <laughs> said it. <laughs> and the last bit of fourth listener email comes from Slow-Mo, and he was riding on the heels of us talking about those Samsung uh, buds as well. And he sent a link to an Onion article. You guys know the Onion uh, parody oh, yeah. newspaper thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they always do these American voices. Voices, that's something in the news and they have like sarcastic people talking about it. There's this picture of the same people over and over that's again. That's right. right. He's saying like Wait, six people that us? they rotate through. It's not us. No. Because no. <laughs> you said sarcastic people talking about news. I figured that was us. It, it could easily be us. <laughs> <laughs> but the news was wireless headphones may pose cancer risks, experts say. <laughs> 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 And so it has these three people commenting. And the one that I thought was the most hilarious that I sent back to him that said, there's this guy going, Jesus Christ, please just let me enjoy one thing in my miserable life. <laughs> Without it causing cancer. So slow-mo thought of us when he saw the Onion article, because we've just talked about those. Uh, man, I have to thank anyone who takes the time to write in to the podcast, both Chad and slow-mo in this episode. If you want us to read your mail here on the show, we'd love to do it. Hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com and uh, write after enjoying listening to George, I will enjoy reading your mail on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, it's time to get into the show right after this. I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I'm part of an original crowd. And if you look around these days, it seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze. I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper, we're a pepper, wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? We always like to kick off the beginning of the body of the show talking about what we're checking out new in the world of media, whether that's mm. music or TV shows or movies. Uh, and I want to kick off by talking about one of the things I was looking forward to in the last episode. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you're, you're laughing, saying, I'm just laughing because, because you're just what's killing going through me. George's brain I is... I know, right? It's that whole <laughs> damn end of the year episode is going to be all George. I'm keeping a running list of... I'm already ready. I'm, I'm, I know I'm you caught are. up with the list I've of what we're looking forward card. to. <laughs> it's all George all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just start deleting stuff off the card when you're not paying attention. <laughs> I'll just have to do research again. You haven't stopped me. <laughs> 
At any rate, last episode, I was looking forward to a TV series based on a mockumentary called What We Do in the Shadows. Yep. Yep. George, I think you described it as Friends Meets Vampires, right? Yeah, a little bit. That's what it feels like to me. And it is. And we've got two episodes under our belt now. Have Have either of you guys checked it out yet? No, I haven't had a chance to. I've watched half of episode number one. Oh, I can't I can't imagine how you only made it through that far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it wasn't that I didn't want to. I started watching it like really late at night before work early the next day. Yep. And I was like, oh, and I started noticing that I was in one scene in the TV show. And then all of a sudden I was like five minutes later. So I must <laughs> have fallen out. asleep and I'm like, OK, gotcha. that's it. Let me just pause it. And then when I started watching <laughs> other stuff that I'll talk about later in the media segment, I haven't gone back to it yet. All right. Lest you think that. George falling asleep during the show is a testament to the quality of the show. Let me tell you, <laughs> George falls asleep at everything. So, you know, I have really been digging this. I love the mockumentary. They did things with this that I wasn't expecting. At first, I'm like, I'm not going to like this. They messed it up. They changed it. But the way they changed it is smart. It's not just three roommates. It's actually a married pair of vampires is also a vampire very much like the guy that Jermaine Clement played in the first one. There's an energy vampire who is awesome. He looks like a regular guy, but he like works in the office and he drains your energy by just talking to you, boring (laughs) stuff about spreadsheets and stuff. (laughs) And as soon as that one came on the air, I don't know why I had a flashback to that old space vampire Buck Rogers episode. I don't know why. (laughs) I just associated the energy guy with that guy somehow, but he's funny as hell. Maybe my favorite character in it is Guillermo, who is the familiar of the main vampire. Mm-hmm. Nice nod, by the way, with the name. So Guillermo is the familiar of the main vampire. And of course, he's not a vampire. He's a human. And like his job is to be the slave of do, do the will of the vampires. And one of his key tasks is to go out and find virgins for them. And he mm-hmm. finds them at the local LARP club. Which was funny. <laughs> I love the little scene where he has to, when at the very beginning of the first episode, when the one vampire wants to read the letter to the other vampires and he has to close the door and he closes the door and then he has to close it again. And he's just looking at the vampire like, you're a dick. You're (laughs) such a dick. And he keeps making him do it. And then, you know, all hell breaks loose. You didn't close the door properly. That's what happened. (laughs) Close it better. Right. (laughs) This thing's kicking off really well for me. And two episodes in, they keep doing interesting things. Uh, And there's a running story in it, which I wondered how they would turn the mockumentary into a running story. Turns out the story is they were they're in uh, they're in Manhattan and they were supposed to have taken over the United States by now and they kind of haven't and the, like the big boss vampire <laughs> right. shows up and said we're okay we're gonna get busy Staten Island first and the rest of the country oh geez and uh, <laughs> yeah Island. yeah that's where they're starting the original mockumentary wasn't it New Zealand maybe it or was Australia? yeah this, New Zealand? this is the same right. universe just different vampires so theoretically right. they could have a crossover if they wanted but same world different vampires and now they're living in Staten Island so there you go. <laughs> I always wondered about Staten Island. Yeah, well, that makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things are now coming to the focus, let me tell you. <laughs> Mo, how about you? What have you been watching? I was lucky, and I was able to beat George to the punch as far as getting this as listed. <laughs> you son of a... Yeah, I know. I've watched the first couple episodes of the new Twilight Zone. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Hosted by and, um, Jordan Peele. Really good. I'm digging it. It's like, it seems like they're taking older stories, but just making them new stories. I don't know how to put that. Like the airplane, you know, first thing I thought was, oh, guys, this could be another the Shatner episode, of, right? Yeah, yeah. Of the Shatner yeah. episode, which is at three, something at 30,000 feet, whatever it was. Um, but it wasn't. I got really nervous when I saw that. Like the first yeah, episode was original. And then I said, mm-hmm. the really, the second one, they're retreading the Nightmare yeah, exactly. 30,000 feet. And but it was a whole didn't. different story. No, it was, a whole and it was so story. smart 
smart what they did with that. I mean, the whole the podcast that's predicting the future yeah. as it happens. That's I know brilliant. that was a, I loved yeah. that creepy in the way that Twilight Zone is supposed to be creepy. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I like it when he's trying to get the guy to listen. Here, you listen to this. He's like, I don't want a yeah. lice or something like that. Yeah, ju- those were just in your ear. I'm not listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's life and death. You know, nope, nope. Get out. Get away from me. <laughs> nope. I, I, it was weird because you know, like people could sit in any seat they want, which was kind of odd. I didn't, you know, that's not the way airplanes really work, but I was able to dismiss that really. Cause first of all, Adam Scott is a tremendous actor. I love yeah. him. You know, I just finished that whole binge of parks and rec. So jeez, oh, yeah, I'm really big into Adam Scott right now. I thought he was a perfect choice for that character. I mean, twitchy, mm. knowledgeable. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was great. Yeah. And I, I and I really liked the comedian one, the very first one. Mm, yeah. It was just weird. I mean, that's what I liked about it. It was just a weird story. <laughs> one little neat fact. I don't know if you guys picked up on it yet or not watching the episodes. So in the airport, when the guy's going to buy the magazine that's got himself on the cover, uh-huh. the magazine directly below that one has the picture of the comedian from the first episode. The magazine directly below that has a no. kid who they showed in a preview at the end of episode one who's going to be in a future episode so really? they're putting all these little nuggets in throughout oh, I like things that. Oh, i'm going to go back and look at the comedian and look at the wall of people remember at the very end of the comedian oh, right. yeah yeah, yeah the that mural he's a part I of at the guarantee end guarantee you some of these actors are spliced throughout that mural now i assume you both, both picked that. up on uh, when he washed up on the beach that the little uh, the doll that was laying there was the monster from the wing from the original yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think that's what's so smart about this twilight zone they're acknowledging their past but they're not shoving it in your face and so if you're a big fan of those twilight zones like you just did you're going to pick up on those little things but even if this is the first twilight zone that you've ever watched they're doing these little hidden easter eggs throughout the whole thing i I feel like the whole season is going to get tied together somehow even though it's probably not but it just feels that way with these little easter egg things that they keep throwing in yeah Yeah, it's not required reading but uh if, if you had it sure pays off those little nods oh yeah for sure. I mean, even the, uh, the when they did the trailer, they had like a lot of just nods to the original and, you know, mm-hmm. it's like that little the uh, little machine that was predicting the future that Shatner was in, the second one he was in. Right. They had that in there. I was like, okay. You know, he said, it, it's. I think it's a great show. I think Peel is just breaking it out. I mean, uh, it's, he's it's amazing. He's knocking it out of the park. It's another example of you can't trust the critics because I read some really negative critical reviews of this saying, really? oh, it's a retread. It's going to fall flat. And I don't see that at all. I expect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it to be poor after what reading reviews and then i watched mm-hmm. the first two episodes and i'm like if they cancel this i'm gonna have to punch somebody in the throat yeah this is amazing this is well Fourth done listeners take it from gen xers who grew up on the reruns of the original twilight zone and then that horrible what was it 90s or early 2000s oh, that retread terrible. that they did that was terrible yeah, yeah which, this, which had some redeeming qualities couple, but, but but it tried but to retread the original stuff it really though, did was it was like and remakes this is its reshoots. own thing that's what I makes so. this thing yep. so good they're taking the essence of Twilight Zone and making it modern with new stories and great actors. John, you had mentioned in our previous episode that they're not finding unknown actors who are really good. They're taking stars that we know who are also really good, which is different. But I love that they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm digging it too. George, to be totally fair, the one you picked was my second choice. Yeah, well. <laughs> it was. I mean, <laughs> what were you going to talk about, George, that you guys tried to steal from each other? So I listed Barry, although I'm just going to talk more about Twilight Zone because Mo cheated by getting <laughs> his item to no the list cheating. before I did. Nah, you it's cheated. All fair. All's I fair. I know you two called each first. other ahead of time. 
time or somebody went to took somebody to dinner and bribed him said hey let me get the list real quick and put no, that's exactly what it tells me i know that's exactly big conspiracy theory <laughs> but yeah so season two of barry right the, season yeah. two of barry bill hater is dropped, the hitman with a golden heart and it is really good i was worried like you were john as to how they were gonna find a way to start a season two given yeah. the way season one ended but yeah, me too no. i was totally i was really worried about that they did a really good job with it they did this whole little here's what happened previously kind of segment moment to catch you up to date in case you weren't terribly familiar with it and then they move forward with this new one and took it in a whole new direction a little bit darker which you would expect i mean it's kind of hard to be darker than the first one but i love that he's at (laughs) odds now with his chechnyan buddy who kind of saved his butt in the first season but now he's turned like badass a little bit at the end of the first episode he was one of the coolest characters ever on television that guy (laughs) that's awesome and then henry winkler of course love henry winkler but now he's all death and tragic that his lady love is gone and it was barry's fault yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really good. You know, so I haven't watched the beginning of the second season yet. I'm kind of waiting to binge it. Oh, okay. When I think about the second season of Barry, it gives me a little bit of like a, almost like a comedy version of the way I felt about Dexter. Hmm, if, okay. if you ever watched Dexter, because he had the people he, around him that he cared about and he ended up having to kill people like in their orbit and they never knew it was his fault until, you know, much, much, much later toward the end of the series. And so here's Barry having to do dirt, but he's also trying to get on with like a real life and the people he's closest to are the ones he's having to impact. It's kind of well, has I love that. it too when he's successful in his acting role that he's trying to pursue and the fake girlfriend, real girlfriend, whatever the hell she is, she tells him, whatever you did to get to that place, do it again. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think I should. I just murdered somebody to get there. But invariably, his, his best acting, I'm using air quotes, is really him actually venting about his own tr- drama in his life. <laughs> right. right. And I love the little scene, John, you haven't seen it, so I don't I hate to spoil it for you, but I'm going to anyway because you let okay. him cheat. So, <laughs> hey, uh, my penalty. There's this one Jeez. segment where Henry Winkler is going to, he's going to cancel the whole actor studio. He's going to shut down the class. He's done with it and everything because he's so upset. And he gets Barry to actually reveal something about his past, which is, you know, from the first yeah. season, Barry was mm-hmm. never going to do. Never talked about it. Right. But then he gets two of the actors to go up there and stand next to him to like kind of play almost, out right? what he's saying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And of course, they don't get it anywhere close to what really happened. <laughs> yeah, because as they're showing it, they actually they show what actually happens. So yeah, they show it. They go clips, so they show what really happened, and they show the people what they're acting out, and they go back and forth. And at the end of it, they ask him, "They're like, Barry, is that really what happened?" Yeah, and it was like, "Everybody, come back tomorrow. We're going to keep the class open." So he saves the class. Yeah. It's this whole big thing, but I loved it. It was. It's really such good. a smart show. I'm glad they picked up a second season, and I'm happy to hear that it's going well so i'll uh maybe i'll splurge and start watching instead of waiting for the binge at least watch the first episode then binge the rest that way okay. you know you're yeah. on solid ground okay yeah. fair enough yeah, yeah, for sure. that sounds fair big wheels are rolling listen to them turn the big wheel sound of power with speed enough to burn winning spinning breaking the big wheel by marks with adjustable seat handy saddlebag and a quick stop racing brake 
And now we're going to get to one of my favorite parts of the show, which is talking about tech toys, mm-hmm. especially since I don't have anything to talk about this week <laughs> again. Again? <laughs> again. Really? I mean, let me tell you, I've just been basically catching up on the stuff that John's already got. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay, so what do I have that you've been catching up on? Uh, I got the door lock. Did you? Lockley? Okay. Yes. You know this is not required to keep you off of the looking back, looking forward episode, right? You don't have to buy everything no, that yeah, he I talks about. To. Oh, Mo didn't understand the rule. <laughs> yeah, he thought he had to buy everything that I, I did so that he had not to talk about no, it. Sure, sure. You don't, you don't understand. It's This is our relationship, okay? <laughs> is this why you got to edit the list before I did? Because you keep buying everything and that validates him and makes him feel better? Is that what's it going does, on? Because I also got the white noise generator. Oh, Lord. Yep. <laughs> Got that sucker. It's been going every night. I've been using okay, it. I want to know the white noise generator. Is it working better? Actually, it is. Oh, man. You're getting better sleep with it? One. Yeah. Wow, okay. I, think, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, I'm not going to say it's like amazingly better, but I feel like I'm getting better sleep. So I'm happy. Ooh. I'm waking up less oh. during the night. And what about the door lock? How about the Lockley? I haven't installed it yet. I just got it. Okay. I haven't installed it. You all just right, bought so we'll it and put it in the box. Yeah. You just bought it. I got it. it. Only ownership <laughs> is all that matters. The box <laughs> is super secure because it has the Lockley inside it. The door, not so much. <laughs> okay, George, come on, regale us with something amazing. Uh, I just bought a piece of plastic. That's it. That is exciting. Wow, I feel so much better. That's about almost myself. USB hub caliber. <laughs> <laughs> What sort of plastic did you buy that fits it into must be tech amazing and toys? plastic? <laughs> Believe it or not, it's actually for me. It's kind of neat. It's not so much for you guys, but it's called the Comic <laughs> Mount, and it's from a company called Collector Mount. So, if you're a comic collector, one thing you invariably end up with are important comic books that are either valuable or mean something a lot to you sentimentally, or maybe they're graded comic books that are in those big plastic frame lock things. Sure, but you don't really have any way to display them. I mean, if you have them in your short box or long boxes, nobody can really see them. So what do you do? Okay, well, I can put it on the wall. All right, how are you going to put it on the wall? You're going to put it in a frame. Those are special because comic books are odd sizes. They're not the five by seven or eight by 10, you know, kind of stuff. So you got to find a frame that's going to fit the comic and not make it look too big or too small. But these little comic collector mounts, these things are awesome. They are just a straight piece of plastic that can shrink or expand vertically with a little thumb screw on the back. And then if you want to, you can take them, take the thumb screw out, flip one piece over and put them as a easel for like sitting on your bookshelf or, you know, a shelf on your wall or something like that. They're a little expensive. They're $9 a piece. Hmm. So they're not cheap, but if you buy them in a pack of five, it's $30. So they're six bucks a piece. So it's a little bit more manageable because if you buy a frame and nails and all that kind of stuff, you're going to end up spending that same amount anyway. And are these like a one book per? The, yeah, it's one book. You're okay. not going to put uh-huh. multiple books in it. It's for one book right. at a time. But the nice thing is when you put them on the wall, you can slide, you can tighten them down so they hold the book in place, but then you can slide the books in and out of them from left to right. So you can change them every now and if you want to without having to take them out down and they kind of stand off the wall, but they're also invisible in that when they have the comic book inside them on the wall, all of the apparatus is behind the comic book and there's just a little bit of lip at the top and the bottom. And it's like a floating mount. Like really the thing you're seeing is the collectible on display, not the mount. Exactly. So instead of the frame maybe taking away from the art of the comic book cover, it's right front and center. It's pushed out a little bit from the wall, maybe an inch to inch and a half away from the wall. So it's almost like a drop 
drop shadow on a piece of art and it's yeah, really fun. I can see that. Okay. Oh, okay. And how many of these did you end up buying? Because I know you have a lot of these. You have a lot of books <laughs> I, yeah, to display. I've bought 10 so far, two five packs because I have um, 10 graded comics that I wanted to mount in this one space on a wall in my house. I'll probably yeah. buy another five pack for some other books and a couple that I've given to like my mom and a couple other people that I'll give to them so that they can mount the comic books that I've given them. Okay. Neat. Yeah. All right. It's better than what I got. Yeah. Well, we know that most shops at John's are us. So, yeah, John, much. what about you? What have you got this time? <laughs> I picked up something that I thought would be fun because as we record this, I'm actually in Las Vegas at the annual trade show that I have to attend every year with for my company. And one of the things you have to do at this trade show, I'm not attending it. I'm working it. So, again, you, you stand in this three by three square eight hours a day and repeat yourself. That's what I do all day long. And one of the things I often do at the shows is I play with a Rubik's Cube or a four by four or a five by five. You know how much I love puzzle cubes. We all do. Mm-hmm, right. So I'm browsing through Amazon going, so what's a new kind of puzzle toy or whatever I can play with standing here on the, the booth while I'm waiting between demos and kind of get proficient at. I'm glad you said Amazon and not Adam and Eve. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take anything <laughs> oh, from geez. there to the, to the show. <laughs> this is a family show. Well, it is Vegas. I mean, you know. I, it is Vegas, right. I can get all that kind of stuff I need here without ordering it from Amazon. <laughs> I came across an unbelievable mashup of two things, one that I really love and one that I have a love-hate relationship with. I came across the Defantics Fidget Cube slash Puzzle Cube. What? <laughs> so, you know, a three by three regular Rubik's Cube, right? There's a, such a thing as a one by three Rubik's Cube, which is known yeah, as I've a floppy that. cube, right? It's essentially one thick, but it's three by three in the other two dimensions. Okay. So picture that one, all the same puzzle of factor to it. But in the middle, it's got a ball bearing and you can spin the hell out of it like a fidget spinner. Oh, geez. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a combination. What a great way to kill time standing on the trade show floor. I can solve it. I can mix it up. I can spin it. I can mix it up and spin it. I can <laughs> <laughs> you could solve it and spin it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it existed. It's not difficult to solve as a puzzle, but it's one of those things that when I saw it, it's one of those, there are things that you like enough that if it crosses over something else, you've got to do it, right? Like if you're a fan, George, of Firefly and you're like, Mm -hmm. I love Firefly, I buy stuff. And they go, they made a Firefly lunchbox. Okay, I'll buy it. They made a Firefly bath towel. Okay, I'll buy it. You know, he like almost doesn't matter what it crosses over with. It's enough that they did a crossover and you get it. And that's how it was for this fidget spinner for me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it, it sounds interesting and cool i you know i hated those damn fidget spinners and all that stuff because right when the craze was going nuts my son was going on a trip and we had to drive out in the middle of the night to go get one of those things from the only store in town that had one it was like a shoe store on the other side of town they had a rack of them or something and we oh, spent yeah. like ten dollars on single one and then like a <laughs> month later they're everywhere and they're three bucks a piece on clearance right. and a buck and and my son, you know, like he played for, with one of the two that we bought him for like a week and then he was done with it. I'm like, God but see, it. but what if it was also a puzzle cube? Wouldn't that be neat? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it would be neat for me. I don't know that he would care, but. So I'll add it to my collection. In the meantime, I'll play with it here at the trade show. <laughs> I was listening somewhere where they were saying how uh, fidget spinners lasted the appropriate amount of time for its audience. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. thing, how appropriate is it that people have a small attention span would get bored of fidget spinners pretty right, quickly? Right. <laughs> 
that's, that's exactly right. And you want to know who on Wall Street invested heavily right before the crash and didn't see that coming? Because somebody yeah, did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's somebody was like, oh, here's a fidget spinning company that's going like gangbusters. Let yeah. me throw a hundred grand at them. Oh, <laughs> we need like new Beanie Babies. <laughs> yeah. Right. And next week, they're three for a dollar at the CVS. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> or at the dollar store. Across the land. Americans dig in to get things done. Planters dry roasted peanuts are one snack they love digging into. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the Generation X game segment. John, hey. what are we going to talk about today? Mo, George is fixed again. I thought we broke him last episode. Yeah. But he said he was so morose last time. I got some new oil and a spark plug and a couple of fan belts. I'm good to go. <laughs> well, it's good to hear the old George back. It certainly was. <laughs> well, as I mentioned, I'm here in Vegas and I've been really busy working on this trade show. So I've been playing many video games. I expect all the playing of games I will do is going to be later in the week after the trade show is over and I go and uh, lose all of my savings at the casino. <laughs> but you to go to college anyway, right? That's some gaming there, though, with the casino. That's kind of gaming-ish. Some gaming-ish. Yeah. Right. You know, I've seen I've seen slot machines based on Centipede. I mean, you can find some cool stuff in there. <laughs> really? It's real. I'm looking forward to playing some casino games while I'm over here in Vegas. Uh, Georgia, you have some things that we're looking forward to in the gaming realm, though. Yes, absolutely. So you mentioned that you're going to be coming back in a little while. And right when you get back, I'll be preparing for a trip. But the Saturday before I go on my trip to Vegas, John, you and I, maybe Mo also will see stop by we're gonna be the first people in the world to play the full release of twin cop live on the gen x grown-up youtube channel oh i'm there man twin cop is something we've been following for a long time all the guys over at finite reflection cardic and his whole crew we have been following them since we first met them at the southern fried gaming expo about two years ago two and a half years ago yep and we got to play a pre-release on our youtube channel and it's finally finally getting released i cannot wait to sit down with the fully fleshed out ready for prime time and because we've been a partner, they're letting us show it first. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. You know, Cardic will be in the live stream handling chat questions and stuff like that, I'm sure. And we have just been huge fans of the guys there. Like you said, the game is phenomenal. If you ever want to play a game that will make you want to kill the person <laughs> sitting next to you, and I don't mean that figuratively, I mean that literally Go back and watch our live stream on our YouTube channel, first of all, so you can get some context. I think, Mo, you even did like a cut down version of just the best yeah, parts because we played did, that right. thing for like 30, 40 minutes, an hour. Yeah, something we'll like link that. to the full one. Then we'll just link to the highlights, which is all just oh, George <laughs> wanting to kill me and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, because I was upset that I was missed out on that. And so next time I'm definitely all over because it looks like just like a blast. It's to play. a blast. It is so much fun. But that's not the only game that has an update on release dates that we all enjoy <gasps> do tell mm-hmm. a trailer Dum-dum-dum. just dropped <laughs> life is strange just announced episode three will be released may the 9th they also in the same email announced that episode four will release august 22nd august three months later hold on to your hats three months? episode five was also announced december 3rd why did they do this to us? This yep. is like the worst television series ever. 
<laughs> and so now who feels like the smart guy for only playing 10 minutes at a time and still being in the middle of episode number two as we speak. I mean, come on. It's like, you know, Game of Thrones, they show the first episodes, like next episode in four months. Yeah. People would riot. <laughs> they, there would be a riot. Yeah. I mean, there's close to a riot over this one because people who enjoy this game really enjoy this game like we do. I mean, this game takes a hold of, at least for me, I don't want to play any other games on the PC until I finish this season of this game. We well, you know the thing with this, though, I mean, the guys that don't nod are geniuses because by yeah. stretching this out for a, a more than a year, maybe I think it started yeah, at the end of last over, year. It's going to be a year at least. They're keeping their game in the front of people's minds. It's in the kind of gamer zeitgeist more than just boom, it released. And two weeks later, something else comes out. People are waiting, eagerly chomping at the bit like I'm bitching about the fact it's taking so long, but I'm talking about it again. So, I mean, yep. it's a brilliant marketing technique. And not even yeah. in the way like you get a good game and then six months later they give you some dlc maybe this is all dlc but it doesn't feel that way it feels like it's just another part of the game that was meant to be as an episode it's you're right it's one of the most brilliant marketing strategies for video games in a long time yeah and i don't know if they even intended it as a marketing thing i just think the idea of having episodes and having a story compelling enough for you to want to follow the episodes is just amazing. I just wish they weren't so far apart. <laughs> I mean, three months is freaking ridiculous, but they got to do what they got to do. It's very much, you talk about the episodes. The first time I remember that was from Alan Wake. Oh, by Remedy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they released the whole game at one time, but each part of the game was done as an episode. And I think that they might have seen something like that. Maybe not Alan Wake, maybe somewhere else. But then they said, oh, we can do this now, you know, through Steam because it's so much easier now to download video games than it was at that point. Sure is. Yep. And plus, we spent, what did we spend on this thing? 30 bucks or something when it was, it like was first announced? Like 50 bucks, something like that. 49, was it 50? Maybe? 49? Yeah, it so. I don't even to get care. The whole, to get That's all of my, it at once. Yeah, but that money's all like, gone. It now feels it's like free. it's free. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right. Yeah. It yeah. Does. <laughs> Some cost. Mo, what about you? Are you playing anything interesting? Well, it's nothing really new, but I've played just about all the Lego games that have come out. Mm, right. Oh, sure. Yeah. After the Incredibles one that came out not that long ago, I kind of took a break. And sure. so they had one. It was the Lego DC Villains. Oh, I didn't even okay. know they had that one. I didn't either. And actually it came out last year, apparently. Really? Huh. I remember so, the DC, Mar- or no, the Marvel Heroes and the DC yeah, Heroes. This is now okay. DC Villains. So you're playing all the villains. So you're like Joker, Riddler, Joker, Riddler, Penguin. all the you name it. They got all the big huh. names in there. So this is like Lego Suicide Squad kind of thing. It's like all bad uh, guys. Yeah, except it has the Joker in it and it's got everybody in it. Huh. And usual. I mean, you know, it's it's a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff. It's it's kind of funny. Which is all the Lego games. Yeah. Exactly. Right. The cool thing is that when you start the game, remember how they had these custom character generators in Lego? Oh, sure. Make your own yeah. yeah, make your own dude. Well, this one you have to start with make your own character. You start the game with that. Oh, yeah. And your character that you create great is basically this special character that absorbs other people's powers. <laughs> so oh, is that's huh. how you become them. So you become like, <laughs> you, you know, you just add on. So you just gain more and more power. Now, the fact that so. you say that I have got to give a quick shout out to uh, a big friend of the show, MC Murr. Whenever he does video games, he plays, he says, oh, this game has a my off option. <laughs> my off option. What does that mean? It stands for make your own fucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
I could see Murr saying that. Yep. You can find MC Murr on YouTube. Copyright <laughs> slash MC Murr. Trademark MC Murr. My MC off Murr. option. My off. So far, I mean, I played a little bit into it, Um, you know, a couple hours, but it's typical Lego stuff. You know, it's one of those games you can kind of play for a bit and stop and go back and forth without really feeling like you're losing anything. So it's a year old. Did you pick it up on sale? Oh, or yeah. Actually, it's funny. Steam it? still had it for full price, but then I went to you know, our favorite website. Is I, there I any deal? Yeah. Is there any deal? <laughs> and I found 50% off. So. Oh. So what is that like 20 bucks or 20 bucks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bucks. Okay. So what yeah. do you think uh, on the Corey scale then? How's it going to rate? Yeah, I'm sure. Cause you know, when it all said and done with these Lego games, I'm sure I get 20 hours out of it. It may take a long time <laughs> depending yeah. on how well, at least 20 hours. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, you know, it's not bad. Well, between my Vegas gaming and the stuff we're looking forward to, and then Mo has got his DC villains to play. Like we are, it shapes up a pretty whoa, good whoa. game segment. As whoa, whoa, what? whoa, 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 whoa. What? Hold on. No, this is you my already... game segment. I uh, introduced this wait, one. you already went. But you already I did I get the game. final word. No, I've got another one. I'm you, playing games, games again, already. boys. You fixed me. <laughs> I told you. <ya>. Oh. <laughs> All right. Now, in all seriousness, I've got a cool little new phone app game. It's not really a new concept. It's one that you guys have probably played a million times, but this version of it, I enjoy an awful lot. And I'm hoping it'll be a good time waster out there for people like Chad, who <laughs> enjoys the hell out of Slidey and Tiny Bubbles. and Who says we're great time people. wasters. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> this one can definitely fit the bill for time waster. It's called Line Puzzle colon Pipe Art. And the colon is not the human bodily colon. It's just <laughs> no, We've established we're not talking about <laughs> it's from a company called bit mango and it's just one of these little pipe games where they give you a start and end point in colors and then you have to trace your finger along a path that will allow you to do it over the multiple colors and not break each other's path in the little grid or square. Okay. Pretty simple, right? Mm, yeah. Not very difficult. So kind of connect you know, the dots, except your lines can't cross. Exactly. Connect the dots, but no lines can cross. And of course, if your lines do cross, then that's an extra move that you had to use. And if you use more than the the minimum amount of moves, you get less score, that kind of a thing. Sounds a little bit like a like a paper and pencil kind of game that I used to play where you draw all the dots and have to close them in. A little bit, but you're not closing anything in. You're just connecting like red to red, green to green, blue to blue, that kind of a thing. And you don't have to do them in any particular order. It's very addictive. And the first 30 or so levels are very fast. They're very easy and quick. It's not difficult. And that's what kind of sucks you in and to get you going. <laughs> and next thing you know, you've done like 60 levels and it feels like you're accomplishing something because oh I'm at level 60 already <laughs> and then you look and there's 150 in just level number one and you're like oh damn <laughs> and then for 39.99 you can get the rest right. of the levels. I'm always game for a new time killer though so what's it called again line puzzle line puzzle colon pipe art Okay. And the reason why they call it that is there are some levels, like they're just regular, like, you know, a little grid, like six by six or seven by seven or eight by eight square. But then some of the other ones, once you unlock, you know, you've done enough of those levels and you gain stars and that unlocks other ones. Some of them are art levels that have these weird shapes and you're not really sure what piece of art they're going to create until you finish the puzzle. Then it shows you the art that it creates. Like it might be a picture of a horse or, you know, an abstract huh. thing that looks like something from Galaga. Maybe it's free to play. There are ads that pop up every probably five or six levels or so. But if you want to get rid of the ads, it's only a dollar ninety nine to get oh, rid of the okay. ads. That's reasonable. Yeah. yeah, and it gets rid of them completely. There's no like other hidden fees or charges or anything like that. There's no time that you have to wait between levels like, 
oh, I don't have enough coins to play this next level. There's none of that stuff. Right, I've been playing it for about three hours so far worth of game time in the oh, last so couple of days. you get your cores out of it easily. I did get my cores already. <laughs> yep, well worth it. And they do have one thing that I have found when it comes to phone games is essential to keeping me interested, and that's a daily challenge mode. Oh. So. Every day they release a new set of challenges. It's usually anywhere from five to seven puzzles in the challenge. And when you complete that, you get a little star. And at the end of so many stars, you get a gift. And it's usually like a hint or a something that will help you in a very difficult puzzle later on. Okay. So I guess I must waste time on. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm downloading so it for now. Being productive. <laughs> Are we done now? Are we allowed to quit now? Do we make yeah, it out? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Paneled is a brand new comic book focused podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Hey, I'm George. And I'm Jason. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love. And we cover everything from the golden age to the modern age. If you're a comic book fan who enjoys going beyond the page to learn about the history and creators who bring the characters to life, we're for you. You can find Drawn and Paneled wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at genxgrownup.com. Talk to you guys soon. We spent the first few segments talking about what we've been doing, but I love rounding out the episode by looking forward. What are the things between now and the next time we get together that we're looking forward to in any of these realms of media or games or tech or toys <laughs> or whatever it is we're talking about? Mo, what are you looking forward to? Actually, I'm looking forward to a new season of a show that actually you turned me on to, uh, Killing Eve. Oh, uh, so I couldn't believe I loved that show, but did. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was a, it was a great show. It is a great show, I should say. Uh, well, actually, by the time you hear this, the first episode will already be out there because it starts April April 6th. Oh, but, last uh, Saturday, yeah, right? I'm, yep. I'm, yep. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing what happens next because let me tell you, that was a, that was a pretty amazing show. That was one of those Emmy bait shows that's just like a couple of amazing actresses and just give them some amazing material and they just watch them chew on the scenery and just do these, just what performances. I think the second season I heard like picks up seconds after the end of the first season. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't yeah. Know <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. And let me tell you, I mean, and the relationship between the main characters, you know, that Sandra O oh and Judy Cummer, I think her name is, mm -hmm. the, the relationship between them is just like weird and, but they make it believable. I mean, you're like, yeah. It's like this oil and this. water, like they should yeah. not come together. And when they do, it's just explosive. Like, ah, they should not be in the same room together. <laughs> it makes you feel it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. That's one to pick up on. So John, how about you, man? What are you looking forward to? I think I'm looking Looking forward to something. I'm not sure how I feel about <laughs> it yet. I think I am. So wait, are so you going to get caught you, on the like looking being... back, looking forward episode now? Maybe, maybe. But can you <laughs> wait? Wait, can you? Is that like being partially pregnant? I mean, wow. Yeah, that just went a different place. <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking, it's like, how, you know, can you be like kind of looking forward to something? I mean, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, what are you looking well, forward Well, let me to? explain. I, I, I am <laughs> looking forward to finding out whether or not I like this thing. How about that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the reboot of the Hellboy franchise. 
Oh, oh yeah. that's right. Yeah. So April 12th, and it is starring our favorite sheriff from Stranger Things is oh, the yeah. new Hellboy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. David Harbour, the sheriff from Stranger Things, is now going to be the new Hellboy. I loved Guillermo Toro's take on Hellboy. Uh, even the second one, which was not awesome. I enjoyed them. Sure. I thought they oh, did yeah, a good I, job I with them. it. And, and so I'm worried. I mean, reboots I'm always nervous about because I'm like, okay, we've done this already. What are you going to do to make it better or fresher? Because first you have to overcome what I liked about the first one and not just be a poser. And then you have to do something fresh and new. Right. Like, are you going to get the second Spider-Man franchise or the third? Right. Exactly yeah. right. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward, I guess, to to seeing it. And I, I'm, I'm nervous. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think they'll make a good film, but it has a lot of baggage because of how good I think the first couple were uh, on that Hellboy character. Let me tell you, I mean, they got, I mean, they're starting off with a great cast though. Besides David Harbour, I mean, Ian McShane is in it. Oh, that's right. He's like the, yeah. he's the, the like head the, of the agency, the right? guy, yeah. Yeah. And, and Mila Jovovich is in it. Heck, yeah, oh, yeah. really? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I think she's the main bad person or something. There's a lot to maybe love. It's just, is the movie itself going to be good? So we'll <laughs> see. George, how about you? What are you looking forward to, my man? I'm looking forward to something that all of our podcast super fans will have just listened to yesterday. I am looking forward to the <laughs> new Drawn and Paneled. And the reason why I'm looking forward to it, we've kind of revamped the format a little bit and we have finally added a third chair who will permanently be with us on almost every episode except for when he's in vegas john from gen x grown up welcome to the show john isn't this a comic book show about people that are experts on comic books it is a comic book show neither of the expert things are real because jason is the only expert <laughs> i just like to read a few comic books and talk about it because i like to talk so we wanted to have you on the show though because a you've been a longtime fan of drawn and paneled as i know you've yeah, told me about absolutely. it often so much i was being sarcastic but you sounded no, genuine it's true. so that's really it's nice. true no <laughs> you always accuse me of not being a fan i can defend myself <laughs> But we found that having the celebrity guests on week after week, which was a really cool feature for the show, it didn't lend to the gelling of the show. In other words, a new guest every single week, they didn't have a chance to get used to me and Jason. We didn't have a chance to get used to them. There were no like little hidden inside fourth listener type jokes kind of stuff that could be continually used because it was a new person, a new personality every week. What we decided to do was bring John on as our third chair so that we could develop some of that camaraderie. We still have the the celebrities involved in the show they're going to be in interview segments which will be a nice little fun way to get to know them in a faster format and then we're still going to do our drawn and panel round table where we review a few comic books that week and i think it's just going to be a lot of fun the thing that i think is most interesting about bringing me on is that uh, you know i'm going to be like bob exposition i'm the character in films that are there so that the person that doesn't know everything about the movie there's someone to explain it to. Sure. Yeah. You know, we have two people, you and Jason, that are super experts and super devoted to comic books. And so I'm going to be this rational voice of reason who does not live <laughs> on the front step every Wednesday of the comic book store. And you got to justify to me why this is amazing art. You know, tell me what is my approach vector? So uh, I don't see myself ever being a super fan, but I love talking about things that other people are passionate about. And so I think this is a way for people that aren't huge comic book fans to maybe listen to the show through my eyes or my mm. 
mm-hmm. ears and see what it is you're talking about in comics through someone who isn't an Uber fan. So you've got to make it make sense to me. And that's going to make sense, I think, to a broader audience, maybe. I think that's going to be a lot of fun for people like yourself to enjoy. Anytime that Sounds I can't cool. make it, I'm going to uh, force Mo to sit in for me and take my <laughs> share. <Sure. laughs> hey, just like curiosity, what's going to be the uh, comic book you can get, you're going to talk about first? We're going to grow ahead and placate our new co-host, John, by reviewing the Who Shadow Volume One Issue Number One in the Hearts of Men, <laughs> the, the Shadow knows. <laughs> DC Comics. So that's great. So we're gonna kick it off with the best franchise. That's a good plan. Uh- <laughs> I think it's a good franchise, and I know that somebody <laughs> no, no, who will be franchise. on the episode actually has some material that got dropped into a Shadow comic book. They wrote an, a letter to the editor, and it got published. Yep, yeah, I'm not going to say who. It could be Jason. It could be it me. It could be, but it's me. <laughs> but it's John. <laughs> Fresca tastes like Fresca is. Splashy, bouncy. Bold. Comes out fighting. Roaring. Fresca tastes like Fresca is. Different. Very different. Dynamite different. Comes on strong. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy, plus you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is going to wrap it up for another episode of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. But before we leave, I must always take a reverential moment here toward the end to thank all of the fantastic human beings that support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash Gen X Grown Up. And I'm talking to you, Marcus and Agile and Dana, T2s, Chewbacca and Slobo and Thomas and Corey and Jessica and Will and Stian. We love every single one of you for taking a few bucks out of your wallet and giving it to us each and every month to really help keep the lights on at Gen X Grown Up. We could not be any more grateful than we are. You had to take a breath that time. I, I love it. I love that I have to take a breath. The list is growing. <laughs> I can't wait to see passes out. Right? <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> so if you'd like to hear me pass out, head over to Patreon. <laughs> and if you love what we do but don't want to go to Patreon, maybe consider heading over to iTunes giving us one of those five-star reviews. That also is a huge help. We would appreciate you. We will be back in two weeks with a regular episode of the show but next week that backtrack edition where we pick a single topic from our youth and dig in deep george what are we talking about next week we are going to be talking about memorable tv events from the gen x era i'm talking about who shot jr i'm yep. talking about mtv when did it come out all that fun memorable television that just glued us to our father's recliner in the living room during the 70s 80s back and 90s. when we had appointment tv these things were huge pivotal moments that everybody had their finger on the pulse of and we're going to dig into them on the next backtrack you do not want to miss that one i hope that you're already subscribed and if you are you'll see it in your feed next week until then i am john mo thank you so much for being here oh man always fun george you know i appreciate you yes sir and fourth listener we appreciate you most of all we'll talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody no life no fun don't you know that you're a grown-up no 
Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to this episode 44 of the Gen X. Wow, 44. 44. <laughs> Voice cracked. Let me try that again. <laughs> Four. Did, did we just hit pu- puberty in, on yeah, the podcast? Something like that. Is I did. like it. That's what happened. <laughs> Five, four, three. Yeah, so Gil, you can you say his name now? So Gil, you're Gil, 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 Gil. <laughs> Why don't you go Guillermo. back to that word from the last podcast? I said it the, the first time. Gil, you're, Gil, you're, how do you say it? Uh, Guillermo? Yeah. Guillermo. Thank you. Guillermo. Okay. That is going to wind it up for another S-S-S-Apode as the Debacabacabist. Talking in five, four. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.